As a child, I was never a group activity person. I preferred one-on-one interactions. For example, I only lasted a year in brownies. I enjoyed getting the outfit, the sash, the pins. I even went to brownie summer camp and learned the song, Make New Friends But Keep the Old. But as it turned out, I didn't really make new friends because, as I said, I wasn't the most social child. I'm Emily Morgan. And I'm Mike Morgan. And in this episode of The Grand Life, we talk to the creator of a merit badge program that can be geared to kids who prefer one-on-one time, as well as others who might be more into group activities. For that reason, grandparents might enjoy the chance to participate in the program in a one-on-one scenario, or they could invite many grands or cousins, friends, and neighbors to join in. Dave Grunenwald is a proud grandfather who was born, raised, and educated in northeastern Ohio. He's worn many hats in his professional life. He's now semi-retired, and Dave has been an influential real estate developer and attorney in northeast Ohio for at least the last 30 years. A lot of his time these days is spent wearing his D.C. Gifts hat. He's creating the Grandparent Merit Badges series, and he's authoring a new series of children's storybooks as well. Dave Grunenwald, welcome to The Grand Life. Thanks for having me. Let's start out by having you explain to us what are grandparent merit badges? Well, you know, it's a series of uh, devices that uh, kids can use. Uh, They come in a book form and uh, they're activities. Uh, Much like the Boy Scouts have merit badges, These are badges that uh, grandkids earn uh, when they do certain activities with their grandparents. Take a walk, uh, ride a bike, visit the zoo, visit the aquarium, that sort of thing. And uh, this is a a way for them to take these badges, put them on the uh, relevant page in the book, write about it, draw a picture about it, and create a keepsake uh, that will be memories of times that they spent with their uh, grandparents uh, for years to come. So it's not just the badge. There's there's the book that the badges go into. We're not sewing these badges onto our, I don't know, vest. grandchild we're not, we're not. uniform <laughs> we're vest, not. right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was actually the worst part of Girl Scouts. My mom didn't want to do that. <laughs> she didn't want to yeah, sew they, those uh, they, they, we start. We have two versions of the book. One uh, is their stickers they actually peel out and you stick them in the book but the, okay that makes a lot of sense the stickers look, are big yeah the looks the same uh the the uh, the book that's published by halo publishing now which is a whole series of them the uh, you cut them out and and tape them in or glue them in okay um it's uh, just easier to distribute them around the world um uh, in in that fashion but they're exactly the same they were all drawn in a way that uh, they focus on the activity, not on the people, because, you know, people come in all shapes and sizes, and um, we want it to be for everybody. So are you saying that the grandparents and the grandchild each put the sticker in a book, like they each have a book, and yeah. they put the sticker in the book, or just the grandparents put the sticker in the book, or the grandchild? Well, you know, I'd love it if they each had a book. That that, that way we'd sell twice as many, but yeah. the... Uh, <laughs> It's meant to be one book, and uh, they work on it together. I'm getting close to completing mine with my grandson. I think I've done everything in the book. How many badges? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There are 18 badges in the original book, and there are two pages that are blank, You so you can create your own activities. 
Mm. If there's something that's not in the book, um, uh, you can do that. But no, the idea is that they sit down and they put the badge in, but more importantly, then, then they write about it. They make notes about, about it. They draw a picture. They put in their own photograph. I mean, whatever it is that they want to record as a way of saying, this is what we did. Here's the day in which we did it. We had a lot of fun. We laughed. We cried. Whatever it is, <laughs> allows them to do that together. Your motto is disconnect from the digital, reconnect with those who matter most. Can you explain what that means to you personally? I'm an old guy and I got grandkids that are young uh, guys and uh, you know the you hear you hear it a lot today about how much time kids spend on their phones and on their iPads and it's uh, it's really a, a matter of uh, limiting your social media and getting all your information and your contact information through social media but rather uh, you know, put those put those away and sit down and do things with your your grandparents. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a way for them to uh, uh, to spend time away from their electronic devices. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, electronic devices can be good. FaceTime is good. This Zoom is good. People can now visit in ways that they never could be before. In fact, we encourage people to. Do the merit badges, even if they only connect through uh, FaceTime, uh, they can still do that by by communicating in that way. But you know, using it just uh, for fun and games is one thing, but uh, this allows you to focus on doing some things together. How do you consider this as different from Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts? You know, they're both designed to instill in the uh, participants. The idea that, you know, you you can be rewarded by accomplishing certain things. I was a Boy Scout. Um, I was going to ask you, did you get up to Eagle Scout? I don't, uh, I didn't get anywhere near Eagle Scout. Okay, so. not, not to shame you, but is there but any... But I got a couple, I got two of them in my family, so Do you? I, guess that's... That, I guess that counts. That's impressive. Is there such a thing as getting to a certain level on these merit badges, or oh, oh, we're not yeah. doing that? No, well, the, the, the book uh, contains a... Um, certificate in which you record how many of the badges you completed when you fill out that certificate. Obviously, the goal, like the Eagle Scout, the goal is to do all 18 of them and fill that certificate out. And that is something that you can take out of the book. You can frame it, put it on your wall, and remind yourself of all the great times you had together. What do you consider to be the most appropriate age for this? I guess, uh, you know, I have, I come from a big family. I have uh, 50 nieces and nephews or great nieces and nephews, but I only have two grandsons. One of them is six. The other is uh, not quite a year and a half. And um, I guess I would say that, you know, the ages of five to 12 or 13 or 14, you know, kids get to be teenagers and their focus changes a bit. Yeah, but um, the truth is, is that eight to twelve is probably the the uh, you know the prime range. But uh, in, uh, anybody can do it of any age. So tell me a little bit about how much uh, participation is required of the parents of your grandchildren. Now I mentioned that my mom didn't like sewing those things on the vests. I, I think that you know you have to have some kind of participation, or a, maybe they have to drive them somewhere, or they have to get them somewhere or whatever. What do you consider 
what the parents have to do for the grands in this, this scenario? Well, um, I don't know that I'm unique. Uh, I'm lucky I live nearby. My grandson is a mile and a half from here. Yeah. Um, I take him to breakfast every week. Uh, as an aside, last week he was explaining to me on the way back to his house the difference between the winter solstice and the summer solstice. I'm not <laughs> sure I knew the difference between the two. Uh, I don't. I don't really expect anything from you know. I have my kids. Uh, my my daughter and her husband are wonderful parents. Uh, they're they're welcome to participate. Uh, in fact, the kids' book series that we talk about, there's some of that involved in, in the activities. But um, I look forward to doing things with my grandson. Sometimes it involves mom and dad, and sometimes it doesn't. So. Mm-hmm. We reached a, a, a point where I had people say to me, well, I don't have grandkids. Hmm. Uh, what am I supposed to do? And that really that spawned the uh, friends and family merit badges. Exact same badges, but now those badges are for friends, neighbors, cousins, babysitters, teachers, aunts and uncles, so that it's not just a grandparent thing, but it's really a family activity, a, a mindset. And uh, there are things in there that they can do, you know, together. Could be two people, could be ten. That's a great idea. That is a great idea. For the cool uncle or the cool aunt. Or the big brother, big sisters uh, organizations. You know, I know our son participated in Big Big Brother, and that would have been fun because sometimes I think he kind of wasn't sure what he was going to do that day. You know, what what should I do? So that would be a great, uh, I I think that's a great idea. Well, that leads to a question I was going to ask you, and and I think, you, Emily, you just sort of answered it. You know, Dave, it strikes me that you could have just sort of written up a list of ideas, but in, but instead you sort of wrapped the ideas around a program or maybe the other way around. You wrapped a program around the ideas and the badges. Why didn't you just stop at the ideas? Well, I, I think I wanted to create something that was a keepsake. And it also wasn't just a list where I said, hey, Liam, let's go to the zoo. Let's, uh, let's write about it. Um, he is as much involved in filling out those pages as I am. So it's uh, kind of a way for him to understand that uh, we're not going to do just make a list, but rather we're going to create um, a scenario where we record our thoughts, our impressions, the good times that we had, so that it's uh, kind of a three-dimensional activity. We have a lot of long-distance grandparents. So you mentioned something about FaceTime or Zoom with them. Um, would that be the kind of thing where you'd say, you know, I'm going to go to the zoo today, you go to the zoo today, and then we'll talk about it or write about it? Could you do that? How would you suggest it be used for people who are long-distance grandparents? Uh, I guess uh, the the answer is where there's a will, there's a way. You know, when, when I was a young man, I used to play chess with my brother-in-law who was in the Air Force when I was a kid, and we did it with postcards. Um <laughs> Back to what you were saying about two books. Maybe they each have a book. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe the grandparent is working on it, filling things out, mailing it back to him. Uh, or maybe they're simply showing each other their work uh, on FaceTime. I think there's a num- number of ways to do that. The idea is that they're making um, a, you know, a visual connection uh, with each other, and, um, and it allows them 
uh, to uh, to interact that way. The other thing is that the book also in, uh, includes quite a few activities like that, where it says, go to the zoo or read about a zoo. Go to the aquarium or read about an aquarium. So I think for along the same lines as your question, um, you know, they can learn just as much perhaps by getting a book, an encyclopedia or whatever, and reading about uh, some of these things, um, particularly if they cost money. You know, we recognize that you know, everybody can't do everything, but um, they can uh, read about a, a zoo, read about the different animals in the zoo, and they can record their thoughts in that way. We count that as, hey, you earned the merit badge. Uh, you did the things that you wanted to do. I mean, we're talking long distance, like New Zealand or, you know, that kind of thing. And so they're even on different time zones and everything else. But I can see how that might be able to work. That's a great thing. Do the books allow me as a grandparent to maybe expand an activity and, and insert other things in it? For example, I'd love to turn uh, a trip to the zoo into a little bit of a treasure hunt. You know, find an animal with uh, with uh, cleft hooves. Find an animal that has a tail with hair on the end of it or something like that, you know? Uh, uh, clearly, there are probably a thousand versions of this book <laughs> that we could do along, this, along the same lines. Um, you can narrow it down, you know. Maybe you live right near the zoo. It's very easy to go to it. Uh -huh. And um, you can create your own merit badge set by, um, um, you know, when you get there, making a list of the things you're describing. Hmm. Um, or, um, you know, look, you could take a pencil and you could cross out this uh, name and write in your own uh, when <laughs> it comes to the, the things that you're trying to accomplish. Okay. Yeah, you know, I mean, it is an idea that we could probably all do on our own, but we love the, the idea of a book and the badges and all the artwork with that and stuff because it just, the structure of that helps grandparents or anyone uh, do it without having to come up with everything themselves. So, I mean, I would think that would be the beauty of this. Yeah, it's, it's uh, meant to be thought-provoking mm -hmm. as much as it is a guide. What is it that you want to do? Each page gives them the opportunity to create on their own, to speak on their own, to say the things and reflect the things that they want to remember about whatever the day was. And if that includes finding the, you know, different uh, things at the zoo, that's great. Dave, what do you want to do next? This um, series of merit badges is now it's in, we you know we have four specialized books cooking and gardening dog lovers and nature lovers hmm. uh, in both English and Spanish and that spawned a series of books the Lucas and Emily series because we wanted to breathe some life into you know I when I picked this up I realized it's just a it is a guide you know it's something of a guide mm -hmm. but um, there's more to it than that. And so we wanted to inspire people in certain ways by taking these books and um, putting some characters uh, with them to shed light on how you might go about uh, uh, accomplishing these things. So we started down a path where we will, uh, we're working on our third uh, book right now, the uh, Lucas and Emily series of kids books. In the first book, uh, it's an animal adventure. They, in fact, go to the zoo and to the aquarium. 
The second one is an outdoor adventure. There they go and they, um, they fish and they fly a kite. Uh, the third one is a gardening adventure. In that one, the grandmother in the book is, she's, she's not there. The, the grandfather in the book is not there. Um, and they invite some of the neighborhood kids to come over and participate in the gardening. Uh, so we're trying to show that this is not a static thing. This is a very dynamic activity, uh, a book and ideas. And uh, these books are designed to help do that. Great. You know, before before we go, I just wanted to mention that one of the really great things about this program that I think is great is that your sales support local nonprofit organizations. Is that correct? Yeah, we uh, we decided um, when when we started down this path, uh, I involved uh, the local Leukemia and Lymphoma Society from the Eastern Great Lakes. I sit on their board. As we develop the activity books, the dog book, the uh, outdoor book, the gardening book. Uh, we wanted to find a local nonprofit who might somehow benefit. And so we've been working with them in how we tell the stories and uh, the people who read the book about Lucas and Emily's animal adventure when they go to the zoo, they're going to recognize a few landmarks in the, in the book. And so we're, yeah, yeah, we, we recognize that giving back is a big part of what we want to do. It's also a big part of what we want to impart to people we interact with and the kids and grandkids in our lives. Yeah, that's great. Well, we will have on our show notes um, information on how to uh, obtain these books. And we appreciate you joining us today on The Grand Life. It was great to have you on. Well, I appreciate you having me. It's, uh, it's been a fun experience. So I was talking to my eight-year-old granddaughter about my New Year's resolution. She said she didn't have a New Year's revolution, which I thought was really funny. Um, but she asked me what mine was, and I told her I was going to drink six 16-ounce glasses of water every day. And then I showed her on the whiteboard in our pantry um, where I have numbers one through six written, and I was crossing them off each time I would drink a glass. Because you know this, Mike, it's hard to remember whether we've had sure. one or six or five or four. Yep. It's <laughs> so, hard to, it's hard to keep the rate. Yeah. Up. <laughs> well, her reaction was so funny. She said, I like having goals. And then she went over to the whiteboard and she wrote her name under my numbers and then wrote the numbers one through six under it. And, you know, I think of earning merit badges kind of like that. Like some kids really like a goal, right? Something to reach for. And, yeah. and you know, if your grandchildren, include some who do, they will probably love this concept. And if not, they can just come along for the fun and for the adventure of it. You know your grands. You know what's going to motivate them and really make their hearts sing. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a great program to consider for either one. One that likes one-on-one, one likes goals, all the different things. Just think about it when you uh, think about doing this merit badge program. I wanted to mention that a listener wrote uh, and asked a couple of questions about our travel chat that we had, the one that we were talking about uh, the Christmas, the Thanksgiving Christmas holiday and right. how we had all of these different places to go. She was wondering if grandparents have a budget for traveling to see their grands. When you have to travel to see them, it can be pretty costly and it often squeezes out the money you might be saving for your own trips together as a married couple. And she was curious what other people did. 
Yeah. Well, you know, the thing that we do is that we start planning early, 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 Mm -hmm. five, six months or sometimes more in order to get the lowest possible mass transit tickets. That, yeah, that and, we can come and up sometimes with. we stay. We often stay with friends who live nearby our grands, uh, if if they don't have room for us, and also on our way to yeah. our grands. And and that frees up a little room for us to be able to stay in hotels when there's not a better option. Right. So what do you do? Please feel free to write us at grandlifeconnection at gmail That's all one word: Grand Life Connection. Or call us and leave voicemail at 317-572-7876. In the meantime, I'm Emily Morgan. And I'm Mike Morgan. And thanks for joining us in Living the Grand Life. Next time on The Grand Life. Opposites do attract. And especially when you're younger, you like the energy and the excitement of someone who's going to bring something different to the program. But when you're 60 or 70 and you're getting into a relationship, you don't want to have to deal with all these differences. You want someone who's much more similar to you. You want it easier. I don't want to work that hard in a second relationship. I'd like it to be easier. That's next time on The Grand Life.